Trust in God and God will make your path straight and in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. It was lovely to see you bopping and swaying and singing that song because the glory of God is a joyful thing. It is an incredible thing for us because it is what surrounds us and sustains us each and every day. Today we are remembering the transfiguration of the Lord where we see Jesus in his glory here on earth amongst us. As I prepared my thoughts this week, I kind of went into a different zone. I went into the traditions of the Anglican Church and how we have Epiphany and Lent. As, we, as you know, we'll be starting Lent next week. But I kind of sat with it and I thought, well, at the start of Epiphany, we had this star, the brightness of the star leading us, the brightness of the star leading the wise men to where Jesus was. And then we go through this journey of Epiphany, reading different passages from the Bible, understanding how God works in our life, understanding the revelation that God has for you. Because like Peter, James and John, the the revelation of the transfiguration wasn't to the whole earth at that particular time. It was just to a select few. So your revelations as you travel Epiphany will be for you will be for you to grow in God and to be stronger and closer to God. And now we come from a star that leads us to Jesus. Now we come to a passage. We finish Epiphany seeing the glory of God revealed through Jesus Christ. And then we see that Jesus now, having found Jesus, we now are led all the way to God. We are led to have a relationship with God. And that is one of the things I think that comes out of having a tradition, having a tradition where we have different seasons that allow us to sit with different thoughts, to allow us to sit with God in a different way. Diving into the gospel a bit more, we see that we are in a mountaintop situation and encounter the divine. But unlike the nativity scene where the star was available for all, Today we just see that Jesus' glory is seen by Peter, James and John, though it is to be revealed after Jesus dies and is risen from the dead. Jesus takes his disciples away from the the crowds, away from the people to this mountaintop experience. He moves them away from the worldliness of the plains to a mountaintop, which is a symbolic way of going from your everyday life to finding a moment to be with the divine. Jesus is transfigured, bathed in light. We see a glimpse of his true nature. And Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets, stand beside him, signifying the continuity of God's presence throughout history. That Jesus has been with us all along, though has not been revealed until this moment here on earth. As we can see, Peter is overwhelmed, the disciples are overwhelmed, and he, builds, he proposes to build three dwellings, wanting to cling to this experience of heavenly bliss. But as we see, the voice booms and it says, This is my son, listen to him. Listen to my son and what he has to say to you. Because this is not the end of the experience. The journey now moves down to the plains. And as we see, 
one verse that I crucially overlook every time. And when they looked up, they saw no one but Jesus himself. Jesus and himself was alone. The mountaintop glory fades and they are back on the mountainside, looking at Jesus in, their earthly, in his earthly form and then realising they are going back down to the reality of their everyday lives. This transfiguration is a glimpse into Jesus' glory, but Jesus does not allow a permanent escape. It is a source of strength for the challenges ahead. As I said, we have been spending this time in the season of Epiphany, looking at different readings, looking at different passages to fill us up and have that encounter with the glory of Jesus that no one else but you will know what that encounter is. Indeed, sometimes when you have those encounters, if you share them with others, they go, what, what, what happened? I don't understand. And sometimes they may not understand until their time is right. Those moments are amazing. And like we see in the Gospel, those moments we have spent in Epiphany, trying to find those aha moments, trying to find those Moments that resonate with us in order to build our relationship with God in a stronger way are meant to fill us up spiritually so that when we return to our everyday lives, back to our daily routines, back to the struggle, we can continue releasing God's kingdom in our circumstances. In returning back to the daily routine and struggles that we might be facing, they may at times overwhelm the memory of those things that you learnt during Epiphany. I am sure that as Peter, James and John went down the mountain and back into the plains amongst the people, there would have been a time where all the things that seen in the Transfiguration were forgotten because the people that they were dealing with were hard-headed or stubborn or difficult to get the Gospel out. And so the challenge for us is as we move to the plains, as we walk around releasing the kingdom in our individual circumstances, somehow we need to carry the glory of God with us. All those lessons that we've learnt during Epiphany somehow have to be with us as we do our journey on earth. And that's, you know, can I say that's what worship is for, right? We come here once a week to refill and reinvigorate and refresh ourselves by being with each other in fellowship, by having each other to talk to about the situations that are affecting us and also by having our communion and having our bread and wine so that we can be filled spiritually for the challenges that come up in the week. When we read the stories of Epiphany, we realise that our relationship with God is not just about the grand revelations, but it is about the everyday faithfulness that follows in those hard moments, in those dusty moments, in those moments where sometimes you feel like giving up. It is about carrying the light of Christ into the world, even when it feels dark. At the start of Epiphany, we spoke about the star, and I asked you to consider what was, what was the star that you had in your life that led you to a deeper relationship with God? Today we are reminded that we are part of God's plan. And can I say that you are the stars. 
You are the people that are leading others to Christ. You are the people that are bringing Jesus' glory and sharing that with others and telling others how Jesus, by having Jesus in your life, how your life is made better and how your life is made richer and how you are preserved from things that affect you. The star led us to Jesus. Jesus fills us with the Holy Spirit. And so the transfiguration reminds us that we are pointing to Jesus and we are pointing to the revelation of God that Jesus has in his glory. We are a vital plan of God of this we are a vital part sorry I should say of God's plan on how people connect with God and we have to take our place in that plan. Our invitational ministry is to ask people to come to know Jesus, to ask people to come to worship, to ask people to have a deeper relationship with God. Because you can, you can say that when your life was down or when, you were dis- or when things were affecting you or when you were distracted in doing things, Jesus came and sat with you and somehow brought a peace knowing that he was beside you as you dealt with things. You are the people that can share how the hard times and hard things that happened in your life were made easier by Jesus' presence. And that is a vital piece of the puzzle. And without you, God's plan cannot be executed. We need to be able to share what God does in our lives each and every day. Our place in God's plan is to bring the light of Jesus to the world, into those places that need to be transformed by grace. More than that, we ourselves need to be seeking to be continually transformed by grace so that the Holy Spirit can purpose and repurpose us each and every day. As I said, those grand moments are not what we look for. It's not, yes, I got the message, Lord, and I did this and it's fantastic, and you just sit there and stop. We did that and it was fantastic, so go back to God and find out what the next fantastic thing is that you're going to be doing. What is the next thing that you're going to be doing to release the kingdom into the world? And then let the Holy Spirit repurpose you. We need to be continually looking at ourselves in a contemporary and relevant way. It is not the one moment that makes our ministry. It is our obedience and humility before God that makes our ministry so that we can continually release into the world. The aim of our place in God's plan is not to have that one amazing thing happen where we encounter God's glory in the moment. It is not to have that one single moment where everything seems to go right and then to move on, take our, um, to use a phrase that May would understand, take our bat and ball and stumps and uh, go home. For us, it is to remain on the plains. It is to remain in, with, in those spaces where people need us. We need to remain there. We need to stay there. We need to continually be available to people so that the kingdom can be released. 
Seek to know Jesus deeper by reading the gospel. Seek someone to find that you seek that person that you consider to be the least in your life, the one that you think hates you, or the one that is your enemy, and bless them with your light of life. That is going into the plains. That is going into the dusty moments. Peter wanted to build three places to the house, um, three places to house the glory of God. And as a parish with the addition of St. Peter's Faulkner to our area, we now have four places that, we can, that are created where we can house God. Yes, that was just done by, parish council, uh, by Archbishop in Council recently. Sorry? Four. St. Martin's, um, St. Matthew's, St. Linus's and St. Isn't that all that makes it? Isn't that right? Yeah. Have I, got it? Have I got it right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we've contained four houses into our house. So we've got plenty of space for God to live. We've got a space for Elijah, Moses and Jesus. In fact, you know, we can, we can even bring Peter down, St. Peter down if he wants. He's got his, in fact, it's his place there. I know I'm being cheeky there, but what I'm suggesting is that we have these spaces where we can either stay in the house and worship here and leave and do nothing else with that. Or we can see ourselves as part of the land, as part of the parish. And this is what we'll be talking about in our parish conference today. We'll be sharing the, I'll be sharing with you some visions and we can talk about that further. About the fact that we're not meant to be in a building, but we are meant to be looking out there and be outward looking for all, for all the people that we serve. Jesus says to the woman at the temple, uh, to the woman at the well, we will neither worship God in a temple nor a mountain, but in our hearts. As we leave today, as we move from the star that brought the wise men to Jesus, and now you have been brought to Jesus himself, as we leave today, be intentional in praying for God to give you one person, one single person this week that you are going to reach into and that you are going to bless and you are going to say, I love you, I know you, I can see you, Jesus can see you. What can we do to help your circumstances? What can we do to release you from the pain that you are in? If that pain is physical, pray for someone. Pray over them. Put your hands on them. Lay hands. Pray. We got the, we're the priesthood of all believers. Find that one person. I'm asking you to pray. Lord, give me that one person this week that I am going to make a spiritual difference to. Just one. And if you get that one person, just see what God does with your life after that. Because when you let one person in, and you're open to the Holy Spirit, God's going to be with you in such an amazing way. The Lord be with you.